Moment of silence for Steve Jobs. R.I.P. And the moment's over. All right, welcome in. Welcome in. This beautiful April 15th edition of Libservative. He is Corey Walsh. And he is Dan Griffin. This is Libservative. Corey, something that we've really struggled to do, tell the folks at the top of the show where they can find us. Yeah, yeah, come hang out. And uh, before you do that, make sure to like, follow, and share Libservative Podcast. We're found on all social media podcasts at Twitter and Instagram at Libservative Pod. We're on TikTok at Libservative Podcast. We're on Facebook at Libservative. If you want to reach us directly, we're at Libservative at gmail. LibservativePod at gmail.com. You got it. And uh, like, follow, and share, and subscribe to our shows, and uh, join the conversation that we keep going throughout the week in between our shows where we uh, live stream weekly. And so, what's th- new, Dan? Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This I, w- I was going to tell you what's new. Uh, this show almost didn't happen. We almost <laughs> we almost had half a lost episode because I, like a fucking idiot, right before we opened this broadcast, uh, was setting things up and sanctimoniously uh, spilled a martini all over, all over my MacBook. Perfect. It crashed. It was. It's down for the count. My MacBook right now is in the ICU, in the other room, turned upside down with Nurse Fan uh, blowing on her to uh, hopefully correct the issue. We will know within 48 hours, and we will keep our listeners abreast of the state <laughs> of Dan's MacBook as it exits the ICU here in 48 to 72 hours. it's uh, Thanks, Biden. Thanks, Biden. No, you know what? Honestly, thank you, Steve Jobs, <laughs> because... Hopefully the laptop might make it. No, but not even that. Hopefully it does, but thank God for the iCloud. <laughs> because all of my podcast shit, all of my notes, my monologue was all written on that thing. And luckily, the autosave happened right beforehand, and I was able to break out my iPad, and I have everything I need for today's broadcast. So, Steve Jobs saved tonight's broadcast. Let us not forget that. Moment of silence for Steve Jobs. R.I.P. And the moment's over. Um, And the moment's over. I'll at least remember this episode, Dan. (laughs) The, I was a little bit lost in the sauce last week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> Go back and listen to last week's episode. Corey was uh, well. You, I feel like you, even though you were continuing to drink as the episode went forward, you did seem to be more sober by the end than you were at the it's, beginning. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like you know, you get me going on politics, and then all of a sudden it's like, and maybe that's how it goes for most of the politicians. When you get to the uh, the nitty gritty of shit, things just kind of take like a uh, a an autopilot, but in the beginning, I li- I went back and listened to it, and I was like, Jesus Christ, Corey, <laughs> when I'm talking about baseball. Well, it, in, it, I mean, in your defense, you don't know a ton about baseball. Okay, so- just sit down, please. <laughs> yeah, I could have been dead sober and still sound like a moron. That's enough. Put down the mic. Oh, God. Anyway, we're going to have probably a little bit of an abbreviated uh, episode. I do have an obligation this evening. However, we have plenty of time. We never get to everything we want to. 
Corey and I have been having discussions lately about the possibility of maybe two episodes a week because there's just so much to go over. I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon, but it's it's definitely in the works. It is. I'm not going to lie. Dan is not a liar. Put that on the record. Openers. Openers. What are our opening topics today, Corey? Cops, cops playing copyrighted music to throw off YouTube algorithms? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Isn't you, that insane? You sent me this. Actually, I should have prepared you for that a little bit better because I don't even know if you have that video available. I don't have the video, but I could actually probably find it real quick. I'll set it up while you try and find it. So Corey sends me these videos, this this video this week of, it was just, I don't even remember where it was, but it was some small town uh, police department that was being recorded from across the street by a bystander, as everyone's allowed to do. And they started playing not just any music, but Disney music so loud that it would th- that that basically any recording that was put on YouTube would be flagged for copyright issues and taken down. So this is this is this is police the police's police police policing police the police. Did I get that right? Police policing police the police. By yeah, pretty much by <laughs> by th- throwing out copyrighted music so that there's no audio available. Uh, if you catch them doing something wrong, and our point, Corey, has always been just do just do a better job. Why do you feel the need to do that? And I'm not one of those people who hates the police. I think they're essential. You know, if somebody's breaking into my home, that's I'm going to call the police. But like, it just it just seems so petty, doesn't it? And here it is, right here, that you want to be not recorded so badly that you're going to play so- copyrighted music. <clears throat> Yeah, so this guy, it's uh, Santa Ana Audits, and what he does is he just goes and records every police interaction to see if he can catch anything happening, because in a state like ours, I mean, in a country like ours, the Supreme Court has uh, ruled that it is completely legal to record our police, and I'm all for it because that creates accountability. If cops know they're being recorded, then something might be recorded that they don't like. If that makes sense, it, no, and, it, uh, it totally makes sense. The, the beginning of this. So video what is- they're doing to combat? This is the beginning of it. I was gonna try to fast forward to find the music. This guy is just walking right now, like just doing his typical audit shit. And uh, so what the police are doing to combat people doing videos just like this and posting them on YouTube is playing music. Oilo, stop poniendo música. There we go. <laughs> so you hear it. <laughs> so the police know that if this guy posts this on YouTube, which ironically it's actually not pulled, so the police aren't even getting smacked for what they're trying to do. But they're playing Disney music. And this is a 12 minute video and it just keeps going and they're blasting it through the neighborhood. And. It comes down. Oh no, we're going to an ad. I think. Oh, oh no, nope. But so what they're doing is they're playing music so people can't upload these videos. And in this video, you're seeing a council member shows up to yell at them for blasting music through the neighborhood through all hours yeah, like, of the night. We're trying, trying to, to sleep. avoid this. Who who would have thought that some old Karen would come and save the day? We're trying to sleep out over over here. Yeah, it was a city council member, actually. It's and then the guy on that was recording it said, yeah, this is what they're doing. Because the cop said, he goes, yeah, if we play this, then they can't post it on YouTube because it's a copyright infringement. 
and uh, it's, it's pathetic, isn't it? Isn't that is pathetic? It is pathetic because you know what? Maybe if you just did your job right, you wouldn't need to have to play "Let It Go" from Frozen or Randy Newman. <laughs> it's so loud that you're going to get neighbors coming out going, "What the fuck is going on?" Because guess what? It's a lose lose for you. You're pissing off the neighbors who probably don't even pay attention to this stuff because you're affecting their sleep. And on top of it, you're making it to where the people that are actually trying to record this stuff aren't able to record it, which is illegal. Well, and people like you and I. But I guess it's better than them taking phones from people and like deleting the videos and beating the shit out of them. So, well, yeah. Is, is this that, a good compromise? Has, has that happened? <laughs> Oh yeah, there's reports of cops going and taking people's phones. That's how it got to the uh, Supreme Court because cops were taking people's phones, telling them they can't record and deleting the videos from their phones and all sorts of shit like that. People like you and I and any normal thinking person see that and go, "That is a like." I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a police officer or a lieutenant or I mean I don't know. I'm not familiar with the hierarchy in police departments, so forgive me. I'm ignorant there, but like some higher up at at a, at a local police department, sitting around and thinking, how can we combat people recording us? Yeah, how can we keep it to where we can just tell people, just yell racial slurs and beat the shit out of people without that video being seen by millions? Are you happy? That's where your tax dollars are going. Well, we could talk about New York and how they spend so much money on their police department. And when shit hit the fan in the New York subway, none of the none of the cameras even worked. Yeah. Are you happy that for your tax dollars are going? Clearly, we weren't trying to avoid that topic. Corey and I just like to start the show with something light, something that might make you laugh. And that was it. Uh, something that certainly didn't make us laugh was obviously the. Uh, yeah, it's a constant cat and mouse of people trying to just get one up over on the other. Something that uh, obviously didn't make us laugh. When it's the, like, if you the, just the, did the your job in the first place. <laughs> are we are we on a delay? Because I'm trying to set up the next topic. and you're. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, something that obviously didn't make us laugh was the, uh, the uh, New York subway shooting earlier this week. Uh, and look, it, 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 I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble. But the first thing I thought of, these things have become so normalized. We, Corey, here in the Detroit area, just had a school shooting not that long ago. I want to say back in October. And these things have just become so normal that my my cynical mind, and I can't be the only person who feels this way, but my cynical mind, the first place I went was, how is this going to be portrayed? My, my, my first thought was, how is this tragedy going to go to identity politics and i haven't even really looked into it but my first thought was i'm thinking of cable news and i'm thinking how is fox news going to portray this versus how is cnn going to portray this and my only thought is every time one of these things happen is cnn sitting there before they know who the who the uh the the perpetrator is going cnn's going oh god please let it be a white guy and Fox News is going, oh, God, please let it be, name your minority. Some, right. Some, some, whatever, whatever, anything Brown, other not than a black. white guy. Brown, not black. Brown, not black. And they're just getting <laughs> their fingers crossed. I, I, shouldn't be la- I shouldn't be laughing, but like that is, that's where it always oh, that's goes. That's what the media has fallen to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, where, that's where it always goes. It always goes to 
So so if it's so let okay so we know now, we now know that it was that it was a black guy that committed the, that committed this crime, um, but but where it always goes is if 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 it's a white person, CNN's going to talk about white supremacy, right? MSNBC is going to talk about white supremacy. If it's black, brown, you know, name your minority, Fox News is going to talk about. Uh, immigration, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to talk about... Uh, they never quite go to white fear of... Th- 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 this actual white fear of, you know, white people are going to be the minority by... I don't know what year they always say it's at this implied. point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's implied. It's heavily implied. But, that's, that, that, but, then, but then if it's if it's the other way around, if it does happen to be a minority, now... CNN deflects and go, oh, it's mental health. It's a mental health issue. We have to talk about mental health. And same if it's a white person for Fox. Fox is going to go, we have a mental health problem. If, if, it's, if it's the person that these, uh, that these networks aren't hoping for, it's always about mental health. If it's, if it's the person that they are hoping for, it's about... White supremacy. If you're if you're leftist, the high crime rate and gun control. Yep, a hundred percent. And and if it's if it's uh, the person that Fox is hoping for, you know, it's about my. It's about how it's it's about immigration. Uh, they never quite go super racist. If it's a black if it's a black guy, honestly, it's it gets really dicey. For for both networks, well, not really for CNN, but for Fox News, it gets really dicey, right? Doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. They both uh, focus less on the race because the other side is going. If it happens to be a black person that that commits the the mass shooting, is what you're. Which saying. unfortunately it was, and you know what? It pisses me off because like we were just talking, like how we were just saying how both the mainstream media's immediately hope that it's a check mark that they can say, well, well, look. This obviously represents the entire other side that we don't agree with. <laughs> and it's just another person who slipped through the clack- cracks of mental health. And it's it's just sad. There's just so many broken people in the country that just don't have access to getting the care and, you know, and the uh, support they need. And I don't think we can leave out the conspiracy angle here. You've seen this, oh. right? Yeah, all the yeah that Dan again. I'm gonna say it again. We need to make tinfoil hats when we go into this type of water, because what the hell? All of the cameras in the subway all of a sudden weren't working. No, just just there, just in that area, just in that area. All yeah. of a sudden, the cameras weren't working. Anyone with an IQ higher than a glass than a bowl of cereal <laughs> will be like, "Well, wait a minute." You gotta ask. You you gotta ask questions. New York spends more money on their police force and their budget than a lot of mid and small towns have annually for everything. But here but here's what's interesting, right? So like if you if you if you take a look at the QAnon type conspiracy that you would think would come out of something like this, if if it was some sort of like leftist cabal to, you know, perpetuate whatever the narrative is, white supremacy seems to be what it is most of the time nowadays. Don't you Either think that or they hate us because of our freedom? Don't you think they would have sent in a white guy to do this job? Or is it a false flag? 
I know. Like, I don't, so I don't, dumb but here, like it leaves more questions than answers and all that dumb stuff. Here's the thing. Like I, we're, we're sitting here laughing. Obviously it's, it's not a laughable matter. I mean, f- the, the, thank God. We're laughing at how people, thank God nobody uh, died. First of all. So that makes yeah, it a little easier. Off, we're laughing at the idea of how everyone contorts with this cognitive dissonance of trying to explain away a national crisis <laughs> based on, their preconceived notions of how they feel about what they think of the world. And that if it's something that fits into a mold, then it's like, Oh, yep. See, told you that was going to happen. Should have built a wall or, Oh, yep. See white people are dangerous. Yeah. And it's, and that's what the mainstream media does. You know, it's not, it's certainly not funny, but, we have become so numb to these things, and you can tell just by the way Corey and I were just talking about it. We, we I mean, that that the, the the conversation we just had was a little bit callous, honestly. Dude, that's honestly the biggest tragedy of it all. We heard about this and we were texting about it, and it's just like, up, oh, you know, that's. I guess this is the norm now. Let's Here we talk go again. Let's talk about gun control again. Let's talk about something that neither side is going to win, but can dominate the conversation because. Because neither side can win it, right? Have you, have you ever noticed how these things happen? When it comes, you know, when, nobody ever wants to talk about the actual issue. Let's talk about guns and how bad they are or how 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 essential they are and, and downgrade it to an argument that nobody's ever going to win because if we do that, we don't have to talk about the actual problem. Yeah, and it is. It's it's a yeah, exactly. If they turn it to just identity, then no one has to actually talk about the actual issue of gun control. Because like, where what do we do? You know, here it is, another person that slipped through the cracks yet again, slipped through the cracks that felt that the only way they could be heard was creating devastation. What? Like, where were the signs? There had to have been signs. There had to, you know what I mean? Like what? I'll answer how I'll answer the question. What do we do? It'll never happen because apparently I'm a cynical asshole. But what what we do is we stop downgrading everything to identity politics, which coincidentally is actually what my monologue is going to be about here at 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 the end of this episode. Every, when everything gets downgraded to simplistic identity politics, everybody loses. Everybody right. loses. When it when and it's it, frustrating. It is. It's frustrating because like, I feel like that there is a sort of middle road we can find with this. Like me, I'm a gun owner. And if the FBI is listening, oh, darn, I lost all my guns in a boating accident. (laughs) I jest. (laughs) But it's, you know, and it's really tough because anytime as a gun owner, anytime you hear someone talking about gun control, you think that it's you personally being attacked for it. But Ultimately, in a culture like ours, where guns are a part of it, I kind of picture it like bowling, where the ultimate goal is to get a strike, right? You want a strike. And everybody wants a strike. And in this situation, the strike is being able to have the Second Amendment as unfettered as possible. But sometimes when you're really, really shitty and really bad at bowling, you got to... which our society clearly is because the like 
even though it's like, oh, it's just one person. It's a one-off. It's like, yeah, but that one-off is affecting thousands, if not millions of people, because now we're all subjected to the narratives being tossed. There's people whose lives have just been changed forever because of this. Even the people that weren't even shot. Now, now there's going to be millions of people that are terrified of just riding the subway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like we need, maybe we do need some bumpers in the gutters to stop it. You know what I mean? Like maybe you just have to at least take a training course (laughs) of how to handle a gun. Maybe we hold the, not, not the gun manufacturers, but the dealers who sell the guns that they're maybe not liable, but they should maybe have some discretion that if some guy comes walking in and he's all shifty eyed and he smells bad, like he hasn't showered in three months and he's talking about how he just got fired from his job and he can't wait to get back at them <laughs> as he's buying his long arm rifle or his pistol, anything Then maybe they should go, Ooh, you know what? Oh, darn it. We're closing early today, bud. Or, Oh darn. You know what? We got to hold off on this paperwork for a couple of days because of this, this, and this. And, what made me think about this was uh, in Switzerland, which is another country that has a very high gun to population scenario or ratio, doesn't have the issues that we do, but they have in place things like mental health and stuff like that. And so the guns, knowing that they're a part of their culture, we don't make them taboo. In Switzerland, young kids are taught how to handle guns safely, and then you're taught the ramifications if they're not. And they have classes throughout elementary school and high school, and then they have competitions. Like a gun isn't a stigma there. It's part. It's, this weird... it's legitimately part of their culture. Yeah, and you know what? And if we want it to be a part of ours, then we have to make it a part of ours. We have to have gun control classes. Good luck. We with have that. to talk about the dangers of guns, and that's what pisses me off is because it's the right that pushes against that shit. Yeah, the left would all like, you know what I mean? Like the left would be like, yeah, let's, you know, have a gun safety class like you would a sex ed class. It doesn't have to be stigmatized, just like sex doesn't have to be stigmatized. But let's at least give everyone as much knowledge as possible. on these scenarios that have huge ramifications on your life, because they both do. Sex leading to pregnancy is a life changer. Getting an STD is a life changer. An accidental shooting is a life changer. And a kid getting in the hold of a gun and not understanding the quality of or the uh the sanctity of well, life and using it in a negative way but isn't is that, a huge life changer. Isn't that a, it, that's exactly the issue when when it comes to identity politics with things like gun control, right? Because something like this happens, right? The left clamors for uh, for for more gun control, uh, and the right, it's like it's like it's immediately like go to your corners. The right, yeah. the, the the right immediately goes if. Well, if if we have these whatever quote unquote common sense gun laws, whatever it is, well, that's a slippery slope. That's a slippery slope to the government coming to take your guns. And and even I'm a gun owner as well. I only have one. Uh, I and I don't flaunt it around. I just have it. I sit there and I go, well, let's 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 listen let's let's take a look like what can we do better right because obviously what we're doing isn't working right i mean it seems like it's it's weird because like when it comes to the the mental health thing it really is few and far between but nobody wants to talk about the mass violence that we see in inner cities with guns 
And those are pistols most of the time. Those aren't even long rifles, but they're going after long rifles because when it is a one-off, it is a tragedy. But, and that comes down to security versus freedom, I suppose. But like, I'm, I'm willing as a responsible gun owner, I'm willing to say maybe three day wait periods on guns. I'm willing to say like, is it a right? Yeah. And you know what? There, it is. It's, it's always a, it's always a, an argument in my head because as you and I talk about, we always try to have the biggest argument against it. The person who's like, so pro second amendment in me goes, any stipulation you put against a gun is going to hurt people who are poor that live in poor neighborhoods that who ultimately might need guns the most to defend themselves in their homes. Yeah. It puts a snap gate on them when we talk about having to have gun insurance or when we talk about having to maybe take a safety class before you get a gun or even going as far as having to see a psychiatrist. It could be even a third party that isn't paid by the government just to go and talk to someone until they go, Hey, how are you? And then you want to kill anyone? I will, I will throw out, I will throw out the other side of that argument that's always out there, which is like we have licensures and insurances for other dangerous equipment. I obviously, right. obviously, automobiles, automobiles are the big one. You have to have insurance to drive that car, and and I understand like there's this like way out there libertarian argument that it's you know well you shouldn't have to have this car insurance to drive this car, but it's like. Yeah, if that's the argument for that, then yeah, you can't have that argument about gun insurance. Yeah, it's it's it like like that's just the case. We all do it. We all hate paying it, but we do it. We have to drive our cars. We obviously we don't, and and that's that's the beauty of it. You don't have to own a gun. It's just it's a right. It's not a you don't have to own one, but pretty much everybody has to own a car unless you live in like New York City or you know one of these other metropolitan areas where you can take the subway everywhere or, or or whatever it is. But most of the country, you have to have a car. Most people have to have a car to, 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 you know, live life. So yeah, it, I what I was know. gonna get at was maybe because cars technically aren't guaranteed in the Second Amendment, but guns are. So like you can see where people are like, well, it's just it's in our constitution. No matter what, you got to be able to have a right to a gun. Well, then that's, uh, yeah, that's true. That's if the government wants to add the guardrails, like I was saying, like comparing it to bumper bowling, then maybe. If you want to own a gun and you have to have certain regulations for it, then make any sort of money that comes out of pocket to take care of that a tax credit. You know what I mean? If someone has to pay $200 or take a safety course to get a gun, then they get $200 off their taxes at the end of the year. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I would go with that. You know what I mean? I think that's perfectly fair. If we want to try to find them, like, because... What's working right now isn't working, and we have to find a good narrow road to where us as responsible gun owners go, I want my fucking guns. I don't care if you think I should own them or not. If I think blowing shit up in the middle of the woods is fun, then fucking A, alrighty. Let's go blow some shit up in the woods. It's you know like it's not hurting anybody. It's not doing anything. If one of my dumbass friends accidentally blows something up too close to him and gets shrapnel on his leg, guess what? He has to go to the hospital and pay those bills for himself. It's the people that are going and hurting others is the issue. And we have to do our damnedest to try to circumvent that. Because if we don't even at least try, the alternative is enough people getting fed up with it and going, that's it. I've had enough, well, no more and, at all. And Corey, I think that's, I think that's the over-exaggeration. I, I, I'm, I'm, a second, I'm a Second Amendment uh, supporter, as you are. But I feel like some of these, like, 
Second Amendment absolutists, where where they lose me is like if you if you have to go and take a course or whatever it is, whatever stipulation you know we collectively as people decide you should be you should have to do to own a firearm that doesn't that doesn't take away that right to own that gun you just have to do your due diligence to make it legal for you to own that gun you know cuz there there's these second amendment absolutists you know this constitutional carry stuff where i should just be able to walk into a gun shop purchase a firearm conceal carry it wherever i want to go and that's the end of, that's the end of it it'll make the world safer cuz more people will have more guns but that's bullshit because not everybody wants to own a gun. Some people are afraid of guns. My girlfriend is terrified of the gun on my nightstand. I have tried because I'm there's some nights I'm not here. I have tried to get her to 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 hold it to just be like, "Look, this isn't going to hurt you. You see this end here? If this isn't pointed at you, it can't hurt you. So just make sure it's not pointed at you." And you know, it I mean it's 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 part of her personality. I don't I don't, you know, disparage her for it or anything. She's just She's she's afraid of guns, and and some people just and, are afraid of guns. It's okay. No, it's in all honesty, like I mean, there's a fine line between being afraid and respecting something. But we should all be respecting an inanimate object that, if it's in the wrong hands, can kill somebody. It's just like we've been taught with knives our whole entire lives, or scissors even. Make sure the blade, make sure the sharp end's pointed away from the someone when you go to hand it to them. All sorts of things like that, and that's exactly what we should be doing. But uh. Yeah, no, it's 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 a tricky thing. I don't think any sort of gun should be outlawed. But we need to have bumper rails up to where the ultimate goal is getting down, you know, getting the strike. But we need to have something in the way to make it to where we're not getting gutter balls, which would be a gutter ball would be a school shooting yeah. or a shooting in the subway. And yeah, it's, it's tough and we have to navigate this, but the two ends with their identity politics of just going, we need to ban all guns or we need to be able to let six-year-olds bring a long arm to school because there might be a school shooter. Those are disingenuous arguments yeah. that we need to get away from and get down to the grease and the butter and actually, or, you know, down to the nitty gritty and figure this out because the NRA isn't helping. They never will. Uh, we got to move on because we have an abbreviated episode this evening. Corey, you want to move on to Elon? Elon puts in an offer to buy Twitter. And, you know, I wish we would have recorded this episode earlier because we actually were talking about this on Tuesday in show prep that is this a hostile takeover? Is Elon Musk doing a hostile takeover? I think- and then two days later, he offered us outright fucking buy Twitter. I think I think that's a, that's really an interesting narrative that it's some sort of hostile takeover because that's just the, that's just the uh, the term. Look, if someone comes into a public company and just starts aggressively buying shares is, to become is, like the owner. This is why Elon is such an interesting billionaire. Because I don't think that every and, and it's honestly why I respect him more than I respect the Zuckerbergs, the Bezoses, um, basically any other mainstream billionaire. And that is that I don't think that every project he does is all about money, right? Now, you could say that it's about ego. That's fine. 
because it probably is. I could see Elon Musk having a giant ego. In fact, we already know that he does, right? He's the guy that thinks he's going to save the planet and take us to Mars. That's fucking fantastic. However, I look at this and I go, I- I'm just looking at the narratives portrayed out there. And, and and you've shared a couple things with me and I've shared a couple things with you, you know, that we've seen uh, on social media and on regular media about this. And it, it the, 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 the hypocrisy that goes into the narrative behind this is so transparent. This, oh, dude, it's fucking hilarious. This the I, way people are losing their minds about this. The the and it's and it's the left. And look, again, if you're if you're just tuning into this show, we just like to call the balls and strikes. And I'm sorry on this one. I think the left has it wrong. Actually, I'm not sorry. The left definitely has it wrong. On should this, this have been? This should have been the red pill, blue pill. Maybe, maybe, but it was just it was just such a. Uh, an interesting topic because the, the 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 left's narrative on this is that oh this isn't about free speech this is about power and it's like well aren't those kind of the same thing free speech is power and and the other interesting thing the about pen this, is mightier than the sword dan the, the the other interesting thing the other interesting thing about this was you know all during covid the, the the shutdown of people like Brett Weinstein or um, I, I I don't I don't know you know the, the the attempted shutdown of somebody like Joe Rogan uh, that 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 this was a that this was a, a free speech issue right yeah and so the left is they always said their their big talking point was well Twitter's a private company. Twitter can do whatever they want. They can shut them down if they want to. But now, now that the private company might be in someone else's hands. Now that it's in somebody <laughs> else's now that it might be in somebody else's hands, now we have to throw now we have to throw a fit. And we talked about this a little bit last week, which is that Elon Musk should be a darling of the left. He loves Oh my god, he, he, shouldn't he be? He loves electric he's cars. The fossil fuels. Yeah. He's trying to you get know, he's trying to get us to space. But you know what? You know what he does, Corey? He says mean things. Oh my god! He, he says, says things mean that make things. you uncomfortable. He says things that cross cut the grain of your echo chamber, and it kills me too because that's exactly it. Uh, that was the retort whenever when people like me, especially, was said, "You're taking a sitting president off of what is now the virtual public square," and people are like, "Well, it's a private company." You know, and it's like, well, the Taliban. And to be clear, Corey, neither of us are Trump supporters. Never no, have been. Not at all. Right. But he shouldn't have been removed from Twitter. Yeah, you have to throw that caveat out there, though. You know, if you people, don't, you know, like I had someone say to me, I was like, I can't believe that like everyone's okay with or being happy that Trump was removed, a sitting president, but the Taliban's still on Twitter, Russia's <laughs> still on Twitter, the Ayatollah's still on Twitter, Saudi Arabia's still on Twitter. People have murdered people and killed people. And I had someone say to me, they go, Oh, but what are they saying on Twitter? As in, like, well, they can do what they want as long as they're following the terms and conditions of Twitter. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not right. <laughs> We're allowing murderers on there, but because they don't say the F word, you know, or, like, say something mean on Twitter, they're allowed. But when you have just a blowhard like Trump on there, it's unacceptable. And and I'm of the opinion, and I think you are too, Corey, that I don't think Twitter can get any worse. It's already a cesspool. So I'm honestly rooting for Elon on this. I am at I least. Am too. I hope he gets it. I, and I, and I, and I 
I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe, maybe things will get shittier. That's a possibility. That's a possibility because what what everybody the, the retorts towards you know they're 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 trying to portray Elon as this guy who he's not really about free speech because what he's going to do is he's going to pull down anybody that makes fun of him or says disparaging things about him because he's done that within Tesla and apparently that there is some truth to that. Uh, however, if he does that, and he's not an idiot, obviously. You know, he might be the smartest man in the world right now. He's not an idiot. If he does that, he is going to get fucking hammered for it, as he should be, if that's what he does. I don't think think he's going to do that, Corey. I really don't. I think he's smarter than that. And I think this is a pet project for him. And that's what that's that's what I was getting at earlier is like, this is one of the things I love about Elon. I just don't think everything's about money for him. I think a lot of it. Could you say it's about ego? Sure. But I also think it's just about like what he actually believes in. And the other side of this is if you're pissed that Elon is, you know, potentially going to buy Twitter, obviously this could all change by the time we take the air next week. But if, if you're pissed that Elon is potentially going to buy Twitter, are you upset that Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post? Oh my gosh, right? They're saying it's it's him attacking free speech or whatever. But like, what is it? Uh, you have the yeah, text. Jeff Bezos owns Washington Post. You have the one I sent you earlier, right? The uh, all, all the yeah, billi- all the- all the billionaires that happen to be on the quote unquote leftist side. Yep, John Henry. You know that uh, he owns the Boston Globe. Sheldon Anderson owns Las Vegas Review Journal. Lauren Jobs owns the Atlantic. Patrick Soon Xiong owns Los Angeles Times. Mark Benioff owns Time. And it's like they're all doing it. Yeah. But for some reason, Elon Musk is this weird enemy who's the only one who's actually out there trying to actually help the environment, protect free speech. Because guys, listen, a byproduct of free speech is sometimes people saying things you don't like. And as convenient as it sounds of just silencing people you don't like, it opens a floodgate of being able to go after people that just are saying things that eventually it might lead to the point where it's going to be something that someone is, that you do like. Does that make sense? Like it's, it's, it's setting a terrible precedent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm rooting for free speech is free speech. I think you're rooting for Elon too. I mean, oh yeah. I but am. here's the problem: that makes us right wingers. Whatever, it's okay. Don't care. Yeah, us. <laughs> I just don't care. Trying to us rooting for the guy who's pro free speech and trying to rid the world of combustion engines. It's not about free speech, Corey. It's about power. That's what it is. Which it's might really be the case. Right might be the I case. Feel- don't care. <laughs> I just, I just don't care. People are so mad about this. Like people at Twitter are throwing a fit. Oh my god, people are talking about I work for Twitter and this is unacceptable and I'm gonna quit. And it's like, all right, okay, you were gonna quit because Elon Musk might be buying the company, but you weren't gonna quit when the people who had journalists murdered in the Turkish or the Saudi consulate in Turkey with fucking bone saws, <laughs> journalists being killed, and they're still on Twitter and you're okay with that. You're okay with the Taliban who isn't letting women fucking fart in public. <laughs> be on Twitter, but Elon Musk comes along, then you're... You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working. 
<laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be working at fucking Twitter. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Like, I just, I'm rooting for Elon. I don't care who knows it. I think you are too. That makes us right wingers. Whatever. I guess we're right wingers now. It's okay. It's uh, right. we'll, everyone, we'll be called left wingers in about five minutes. Yeah, I'm that's sure. What yeah, happens, li- so. li- libtards. Uh, you want to get into how woke is too woke versus what year is it? Uh, sure. What were you, what were we going to do for how woke is too woke? So how woke is too woke is there is a, uh, actually I have it in front of me here. Where is it? Here we go. Los Angeles times in Palm Springs, uh, guaranteed income program for transgender, uh, residents mold. The, uh, what year is it? Is this Tennessee bill that would eliminate age requirements? What year is it? Now we just now we just now we just had like some strange right wing talking point that we'll get accused of at some point. So maybe we should start with shitting on the right wingers, and then we'll get to the left wingers. What do you want to do? Either or doesn't Let, matter. To let's me. let's let's shit on the right wingers first, just so we're switching it up and we're keeping it kosher. Uh, so the 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 Tennessee bill. Oh, I have it. I had it in front of me here. Here we go. HB. House Bill 233 uh, from from Tennessee. Now, so this is a bill that is basically what it's trying to do is discourage gay marriage. Is it, Would you say that? Bring back the sanctity of marriage. Bring Dan. back the sanctity of marriage. Like it's we not- want to bring back the religious groundings and what marriage and the covenant bond between a man and a woman was intended to be. The so this the the scary part about this is that it essentially walks back. Uh, it, it basically walks back age restrictions. Corey, am I am I right? Okay, so it it's I think that that. What's happening with that bill, honestly, is like literally what the don't say gay bill for that doesn't say it anywhere in the bill, but everyone's <laughs> saying that. But here's what cracks me up about it. Tennessee was trying so hard to stick it to the gays and telling them that that they don't think that that marriage between a man and a man or a woman and a woman is permissible to the point that they were trying to create a separate path for people to get married under the state's common law. To where it was a whole separate marriage license kind of thing to where only a man and a woman can get married. And they really put the horse or the cart in front of the horse to the point where they're like, you know what? This is a whole, this is a state recognized marriage and it's only between a man and a woman. But in the bill, they didn't put anything about age. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it could be between a man and a woman, but it could be a 13 year old woman and a 46 year old man. And so they got shit on for it. They were literally just getting just dog for it to the point to where an actual update of it. I don't know if you saw this one. And, uh, and, and, and before you continue, you can find it. It's uh, Tennessee House Bill 233. If you choose to go and, and, and actually read it. I did read it, but it was many, many days ago now. So like four and I don't remember everything that was in it, but you right. Well, as of yesterday, the bill of fa- failed to advance in the General Assembly because of the age limit thing, and it's basically just sitting until next year. Good for like, you, well, Tennessee. We're still gonna work on it. We're still gonna make it happen, but I think they're gonna add in a little caveat that says, "Well, they have to be 18." <laughs> so they're creating a whole separate bill for marriage just for men and women, 
so preachers that are uncomfortable with marrying male and male or female and female, uh, they're like, well, I'm just not going to do that. What year it's is just it? Funny. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, this is what you guys are worried about. This is it. I can't believe that the right is so afraid of gender issues. You know, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about this. We Everybody talks about Trump derangement syndrome, right? Well, there's also a, like a woke, der- there is yeah. a woke derangement syndrome as well. People are so afraid of trans issues that they are that they're actually willing to walk back laws that allow uh, gays to get married. Like I thought, we, right? here's the thing. Here's the thing that pisses me off about this. Like I thought we were past this. I thought we were on to the next thing. Like, all right, whatever. Gay people can get married. Who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. <laughs> I well, thought I th- they, they I thought, care. Apparently, I, thought, I just I thought nobody cared anymore. I, I really did. But <laughs> apparently, the majority, they still do. Dan, they care. <laughs> apparently, they still do. So. <laughs> A couple of people in Tennessee do it, in the very least. <laughs> Tennessee Tennessee House Bill 233. Go ahead and uh, take a look at it. Uh, that is our what year is it? Apparently, it's still, you know, 1924. You, can you imagine, like, them all being in the room after, like, they were, like, so they probably all wrote this bill, and they're like, fuck yeah, dude. They're all giving each other high fives. Like, what do you guys think? Like, do you think it misses anything? And everyone's like, no, it looks good. We ain't gonna let them queers <laughs> get married. <laughs> they send the bill Not out, and then, everyone, and then right away, everyone's like, Where's the age restrictions? What the fuck, guys? And they're just like <laughs> smacking each other like, God damn it, John. I told you. I asked you. Did we forget anything in this bill? And he's like, I didn't think that was going to try to marry minors. And they're like, what the fuck do you mean? It's- What's The funny thing about that is that it, like, it's the people that are that far to the right that are worried about all this, like this pedophile, the pedophilia, co- they pedophile cabal. Age limit in their bill. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. Can you believe like, that? Uh, Can you believe that? Damn it. Can you believe that we just let the Democrats marry kids? Can you believe we just did that? We did it. All those goddamn <laughs> pedophiles, because you know, like now the word pedophile is up there with the word racist. Where, where it doesn't mean anything racist, anymore. No one's a racist. Now the word yeah. pedophile doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean anything. Because if you go to Disney World, you're a pedophile and a groomer, apparently. You yeah. know, like you you don't don't delete Disney Plus, you're pro groomer. Hey, I need to watch my means. Boy Meets World reruns, dude. It's the only place I can yeah. get it is on Disney Plus. Apparently, my kid watching Kogo is me being a fucking Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> so you're grooming your own son. I'm grooming my own son to like uh, fucking twelve string guitars. I don't know, I but I, I was going to say I really hope nobody pulls the "I'm grooming my own son" from. The, well, you said it. Audio. I didn't. <laughs> no, you just, said it. you just. Oh, said I it. did. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that's it. The show's over. Cancel the show. Corey's going to jail. And, Corey and that's it. Cor- next Cor- week, you're going to be Corey's gone because... Corey won't be with us uh, next week. He'll be uh, in a grave right next to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, everyone, everyone is like, oh, please give me Katenji Brown Jackson as my judge because apparently she just allows all pedophiles to walk free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's just so dumb it's all so dumb that's why i'm never gonna have kids like the right is scaring me well and like that's what kills me too is like when you look up uh how like this pedophilia how all of a sudden there's just a pedophile around every corner 
Uh, there's hotlines with the FBI and stuff where you can call in that if you think there is like a serious trafficking case or anything like that, they're so bogged down in bullshit phone calls that they can't actually cipher through and actually like you look like look it up. They're so bogged down with phone calls from all these cutards that they can't actually follow real leads and actually save actual children because they're too busy trying to f- go to fucking cosmic pizza or whatever that dumb place is fucking called that's why i'm it's it's what's why i can't have kids Corey. because i if i if i have a, if you're I, a groomer yeah if I, yeah if i have a if i have a kid that i'm automatically a pedophile like that is that where we're going is that where we're heading like if, if you have a child it means you're sexually attracted to children dude if you even think about kids <laughs> <laughs> if you a buy them a bir- if you buy them a birthday gift and they're not your child you're a groomer Yep, you're uh, you're trying to just slide into their DMs on their thirteen year old Instagram app because Instagram's making apps for kids now because they're groomers as well. It's a giant cabal, Dan. No, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> how woke is too woke, Corey Walsh? I'll uh, tell I don't you know. How, you tell me. I'll tell you how woke too woke is. Uh, there's a California city handing out UBI to the trans community within their uh, their constituency. Yeah, we were actually talking about this, that I was actually saying that, like, when we talk about this, we're just going to sound like Fox News. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Get ready. Get ready for our best Glenn Beck impression. Fox News impersonation. (laughs) Well, how come? Wait, wait, wait. Let me see if I can do the Tucker Carlson face. Well, how come? You have to look like you just smelled a fart if you want to look like, if you want to sound like Tucker Carlson. There you go. Yep. Well, how come we're going to give all this money into trans people and not the uh, veterans? That's all I got. <laughs> That's my Tucker Carlson thing. I mean, the only other angle on this is the Noam Chomsky, you know, worthy victims versus unworthy victims. And and look, here's the thing. Like, do, do you do you really think that trans people in America have it any worse than homeless veterans? Do you really think that they have it, you know, any worse than my my example? Because I do work with this community is the the disabled community, right? Like. You know, try and turn that one around on me. They, right. I, I, I can tell you right now, at least right here in the state of Michigan, that it is so difficult for somebody with a physical disability that needs any sort of care. To get any sort of assistance? No, to get a job. Because if you get the job that pays you shit, you can't have the assistance because you make too much fucking money. Yeah. So, you know, I, at least you could say that Trans people are able-bodied. Now I know the I know what the argument is, right? There's there's corporations out there or companies out there that won't give a job to a trans person because it's weird or whatever the hell they say. I understand, you know, the issues that you may have, but you can fucking walk, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the brain rot of identity politics, and it goes to like you said, Noam Chomsky is worthy and unworthy victims that it's almost like they're trying to do the most good by helping the current hot topic. Does that make sense? What's the, what's the, what's the current most worthy victim, which is the trans community. Yeah. And, and then Chappelle said this in a standup because I don't understand how they did it, but they were so damn good that the trans community somehow has superseded all the other minorities in our country who are, negatively impacted by just 
the normal society. Well, and that's okay. that's that's why that's why I took race out of out of my example, which is the, which is the disabled community. The the, the, yeah. the you, you want to try UBI, you want to try UBI, try it on the disabled community. That would be my recommendation. You want to have an experiment, try it on the disabled community. Damn, Dan! If they only asked us, they didn't. Those motherfuckers. Those I'm sorry. Like to me, to me, that is a little bit too woke for me. I'm, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's fair. It is because it's like, why does it have to be exclusive to them? Like, why couldn't you pick some trans people who have been negatively impacted by this super identity politic cultural war that we've fabricated and created for ourselves because we're so comfortable in a country that doesn't have to deal with things like Ukraine that we just make up arguments to fight about. Why couldn't you have done some trans people, some disabled people, some veteran people, some people with mental health, some people with uh, drug addiction issues, some people with gambling addiction issues. But instead, to get those cultural checkpoints, they're zeroing in on the group that is the current victim of our society that we're all supposed to help. I want to actually name this. If that makes sense. I have it here somewhere. Uh, I think it's just Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Yep, Palm Springs, California, uh, is the one conducting this. You mean California? <laughs> Look, and 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 I like. I, I don't want to sound super callous because, like, I I kind of understand the point behind it, which is that yeah, in certain situations, it is more difficult for somebody who's trans to get work. I get it. Like, I I totally understand it. Like I'm not trying to say that they don't have more difficulties than somebody like me does, who's a cisgendered white male, and which automatically makes me a white supremacist. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's a joke. Everybody, chill out. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just, why did it take the trans community to try this experiment when we've had a disabled community with us since the beginning of time? You know what I'm saying? I, and and again, did, does that ma- if that makes me sound like Tucker Carlson, then whatever, I, it's fine. I'll look like I just smell the fart. Why do we? Why do we? Do, why are we giving it to the trans people when we could be giving it to the disabled community? Right. It's like why not? But then my retort is why not both? Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe maybe Palm Springs should consider giving it to the trans community as well as their disabled community, and let's see what happens. Yeah, like how about we help the most vulnerable, regardless of their current sexual orientation their political identity or anything like that like if we really want to solve homeless issues i guarantee you that the person who's homeless that's trans the person that's homeless and that's veteran isn't any less or more happy that they're homeless and they both probably <laughs> want to stop being homeless Corey, so imagine you know what i mean we didn't get to everything today i'm gonna have to bounce out of here soon would you like me to give my monologue yeah, go ahead and give your monologue. I'll give it to you. Uh, video evidence is no match for the human ego and identity politics. When is it good to admit that you're wrong? More importantly, when is it okay to admit you are wrong without an excuse, caveat, or deflection to something else that is just as wrong or more so? Common sense would say... <clears throat> Anytime sufficient evidence or proof is given 
to the contrary of your belief, opinion, statement, or notion. But when we're wrong, the yeah, but, and the but what about portion of, of our brains takes over our endocrine system like a swarm of flies on the proverbial carcass that is our stupid, ignorant, and poorly thought out idea. Our ego and the embarrassment of being imperfect to our peers is an autoimmune disorder for our minds that we just can't shake, regardless of what is put in front of us. Way back in the ancient times of the 1990s, being wrong was okay. When a debate was had, evidentiary comments would be made, and we youngsters would consult our parents or adults to confirm or deny. Dad, who was, the, who was the only NFL team to go undefeated for a whole season and win a Super Bowl? It was the 84 Miami Dolphins, right? No, son. The 84 team was a hell of a ball club, but it was the 72 Dolphins that went undefeated. That Larry Zonka was a real bulldozer. Once confirmed, once confirmation was made, it was back to tossing the pigskin around in the yard with your friends in the front yard. In 2022, it seems the more proof and evidence we have to refute an idea, the more contemptuous the argument becomes. Our smartphones are a key to any bit of knowledge we could ever want. Between the virility, intentional disinformation, edited video, out-of-context out clips, and outright fake news, combined with the sheer overload of current events in our lexicon, it seems like we agree on less than ever before. This overload has made us question everything we see. News isn't trustworthy, with more and more polled Americans stating that they trust media less and less by the minute. Conversations and debates are essentially insults slung back and forth in, form, in the form of short, typed messages. The latest instances that made me want to do this monologue are the claims of chemical weapons being deployed in Ukraine. The Kremlin claiming that, you, that Ukrainians did it, and Kiev claiming that Putin is responsible for using them. You might say that video technology would solve the mystery, but it wouldn't. Video is always manipulated and set to a narrative. We already saw it earlier in this conflict with regards to mass graves in eastern Ukraine. Russian state TV using footage to put the blame on the neo-Nazi Azov battalion, while the Ukrainians claimed it was Putin's boys. Off to your corners. Two different truths that are never resolved and may not be until this conflict was, is over, if ever. Even obvious video evidence cannot beat out established hardline opinion and narrative. I think of George Floyd. With a start-to-finish video of Derek Chauvin kneeling with all of his weight on the back of Mr. Floyd's neck as he gasped for air and begged for his mother. A large, grown man begging for his life before succumbing to asphyxiation. It is unquestionable that Mr. Chauvin killed Mr. Floyd. But even with all of that, there were still people that just couldn't let the opinions and their egos take, that had to, had to make their opinions and their egos take a backseat to reality. He was a criminal. He had drugs in his system. 
he shouldn't have resisted arrest. As if any of these non-sequiturs made it so that Mr. Chauvin did not kill Mr. Floyd or had good reason to do so. As if to say it was Mr. Floyd's fault that he died that day. Why? How is your life better knowing that in your own mind, George Floyd's death was not murder or even Mr. Chauvin's responsibility when you see it in plain as tech and when you see it as plain as a Texas summer day. Ego and identity politics that don't want any of us to see the truth. And video is no match for it. Don't worry. It's not just the scared right-wing fascists that are afraid of the minimization of white people and hostile minority takeover of the country. It's white, it's woke mob left fascists that clamor for conformity and the suppression of opposing ideas and political pluralism as well. I give you Kyle Rittenhouse. The situation involving Kyle Rittenhouse's self-defense case in Kenosha, Wisconsin in the winter of 2021 may be the most egregious example of the human ego and identity politics changing the reality right in front of us. During a BLM protest in Kenosha in August of 2020 that escalated into what some would consider a riot, Rittenhouse shot and killed two men and wounded a third. A short video clip of Rittenhouse falling to the ground and unloading rounds into the men went viral. It was basically on a 24-hour loop on CNN programming. It was open and shut. Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist who took an assault rifle illegally across state lines to kill BLM protesters. Even when this narrative was quickly debunked and disproven, it was still the lead narrative. It was video that proved Rittenhouse definitely shot and killed those men. But it was also video that proved to a jury of his peers that his actions were justified in self-defense. It was video from earlier in the evening that proved that Kyle Rittenhouse went into the went into the action in good faith to protect a town that he is closely connected to. Video footage showed him making at least one attempt to aid in an injured person before prior to being chased down by a few moronic psychopaths that weren't even there for the actual protest. They were there to raise hell. It was video and photographic evidence that showed one of Kyle's victims pulling his own firearm from an ankle holster in an effort to take Rittenhouse down without explanation. It was kill or be, it was kill or be killed for Kyle Rittenhouse that evening. Even after all of this, extended video, cell phone pings, drone footage, a trial, testimony from the only surviving member of the three that were shot that evening, identity politics and human ego still could not stop articles and social media gibberish from pushing the narrative that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist who got away with murder. Even as all of the events leading up to the, shot, to the shots were laid out in plain sight for the world to see, Identity politics is augmenting reality even when reality and truth are captured on video. Video itself is being used to change reality. Clips of Joe Biden recently surfaced showing him apparently walking around a stage looking lost in a bout of dementia. Extending that video 
back about 10 seconds and then forward about 10 seconds would reveal the truth, which is that he threw his hands up because he couldn't seem to get a moment to shake hands with former President Barack Obama on his White House visit. The real story is, why did Obama appear to snub the president while giving him the cold shoulder? But the narrative that Mr. Biden is losing his marbles in his old age, which may very well be true and often appears to be, is more important than what actually happened. When inconvenient truths are portrayed as lies, ignored, and manipulated to fit into a box that makes it palatable for our egos and echo chambers, we are losing the war on identity politics. That's it, Corey. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. First thing I wanted to do right away was scream when you said the thing about the 84 Dolphins. And I was going to say, like, I don't know a lot about sports, but I was going to say, no, it was 72. Or was it 72 or 76? It was 72. I knew it was sometime. It was yeah, 72. 72. I thought so. I, was like, I, just, I remember my dad always talking about that. Just the 72 Dolphins. Only on the only team undefeated. That Larry Zonka was a real bulldozer. He might have actually said that. Those exact words. But yeah, yeah, no, it's... uh. It's insane that the echo chambers of like, like you said, like you could take just something very objective, like a video of a, of something that happened and then turn around and spin it and try to explain it away, depending on the narrative that you've been taught. And And it's interesting because I was just saying how the video can even be manipulated like that Biden video. That's not what happened. Right. It's not what happened. And, and I don't even like Joe Biden. And I do think he's losing his mind. And I do think he's old and he may have dementia. But that's not what that video showed. It's just not. Period. Yeah. No. And, and what it is, it's ultimately it comes down to, like I was saying in a TikTok video earlier this week, it comes down to the media just letting us down. You know, it's the media because everybody trusts the media. So you don't no, they catch don't. the narrative right away. I mean, like, well, they don't trust the media that they that says things they don't necessarily agree with. If it's a media that's hitting all of their little checkpoints of the stuff they want to hear and gives them the warm and fuzzies, then they will believe it and defend it as if the media conglomeracy would defend them back, even though we know they wouldn't. And it's uh it's just yeah, it's just a failure of a lack of objective media explaining these things everything that's portrayed to people especially in mainstream media has a bias and a narrative to tell you what you have to think about this you should be pissed off about this or can you believe that this person did this but then they don't tell you any sort of reasoning of why this person might have did this for example i like i said in the tiktok video i recently shared the whole acquittal of the people from the uh Whitmer case. The media didn't fucking talk about the fact that the FBI, that there was involvement of the FBI from the beginning. So now at the end of it, these people are being acquitted and everyone thinks the judicial system is failing when in fact it's the exact opposite and the judicial system is protecting vulnerable people. And they don't who yeah. obviously seem so fucked up in their head that they let FBI informants who the FBI spends half a billion dollars on nobody pay, to nobody pays influence att- these people and persuade them into doing something illegal. Nobody pays attention to the actual trial. Nobody pays attention what's at, what to the evidence that's actually because that's not forth. sexy. And and that and you you go back to the Rittenhouse case, right? Like, what was the narrative following that? Oh, the jury was racist. Jury's yeah. just racist. Jury wants black. Never people mind to die. that the jury was given good objective evidence 
that said the other. And not, that it was the media that failed the people in explaining it that way. Not to mention Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot any black people. That too, yeah. He shot white guys. Yeah, he <laughs> shot a pedophile and... Uh, Look, it doesn't mean those guys should have died that night. Like, things should have been different. Like, it's, it's a shame that any of it happened. Yeah. Right? Like, like we I, said I, before, I Kyle Rittenhouse was a like, dumbass. I don't even like when people bring up the pedophile angle. Right? Like... Okay. Yep. That guy was that. That guy had a, a criminal record. It was uh, which one was it? Was it Rosecroix that had the criminal? Or was Rosenbaum. It, Rosenbaum had had the, uh, the 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 criminal record. Doesn't mean he should have been shot. Doesn't mean he deserved to die that night. But right. he was already tried by a jury of, by his jury of his peers. He was just a convicted. He was already did his time and things he, like that. And he, and absolutely, he put himself in a situation. And it's Kyle, just, Kyle Rittenhouse put himself in a situation. We've said multiple times on this show that Kyle Rittenhouse. We both think he was an idiot for being there. But yeah. that doesn't mean he committed murder. It just right. doesn't. Being an idiot, like, yeah, like, can you imagine if we had a, a court system where it's like, oh, well, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. So, so you're, you're a murderer. defend yourself because <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry, man. Your IQ has got to be right here. If it's right here, you're not allowed to defend yourself. All right. Corey, tell the people where they can find us. We got to bounce up out of here. All right. Uh, we can be found on all of your social media and podcast platforms. If you want to like, follow, and share, and subscribe, and then join the conversation throughout the week when we drop new episodes weekly, we are found on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Libservative Pod. We're on Twi- TikTok at Libservative Podcast. We're on Facebook at Libservative. We're on Titch at Libservative Pod. And we're on YouTube at Libservative. Uh, if you want to reach us directly, you can find us on our email at libservativepod at gmail.com like follow and share and if you like what you're hearing and you want to talk about it just tell at least one friend go ahead and share this and join the conversation we're posting stuff daily and we will be giving you an update on the status of uh dan's macbook in the icu currently yeah that's uh (laughs) god i hope it's okay uh, me too, man. That sucks. I hope it enjoyed that martini. Expensive I didn't mistake. Get, I didn't get to drink it. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just drunk. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> anyway, he's been Corey Walsh. And he has been Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative, and we are out of here. <laughs>